Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. I'm a self-employed graphic designer living here in New York City, and every Thursday I mix together stories from the past and present to dig deeper into the history behind world-famous events, discover the truth about popular myths, and reveal the psychology behind everyday life experiences. So with your favorite cocktail in hand, join me and subscribe to Thick and Thin for free today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on new episodes. Check it out. That's right, Margaret. Get on the sailboat and we can watch the other boats race. How is the portfolio doing? <laughs> Guys, we are in LA today. Woo! Yeah. With Nick Uhas. That's um, right. We're in the Science, Science factory. factory. Yeah. So we're not even in the T Core studio. We're not in the T Core studio. So you are like roughly 14 hours south if you were to drive. Ew. We're filming a video. Correct. Which is exciting. Yes. And it's going to be awesome. So there's a genesis of this of this video, though. Like, I have to explain the backstory. I know. I literally cannot wait for you to explain this because yeah. as I was like plugging in all the recorder and everything, I was like, wow, Nick has seen all four. Host. Correct. Yeah. So, T-Core. so I knew Grant. Yeah. Right? Like he actually came and was on part of one of my videos. Um, then I was around for the the, the tenure of yeah. Nate and Callie. Um, and now here we are, like third gen. Hi. Yeah. That's so, me. That's great. <laughs> so in second gen, uh, it's TCOR, which at the time was called TKOR. TKOR. They just and rebranded. Well, first gen was the King, the King of, of Random. Random. Yeah. <laughs> And then it became TKOR and then eventually TKOR. TKOR. Um, so while it was TKOR. Sure, yeah. Um, Nate and Callie. So I actually, this is perfect because this is actually, I, was, I was trying to cram content before I went up to Blown Away. Oh. This is how this whole thing came about. Yeah, it is actually. Because I remember messaging you trying to get everything yeah. coordinated and it just like was not panning out. Yeah. So this original idea, right? Yeah. This, we were supposed to do a multicolored fire tornado. Multicolored. This was the idea. So Nate said, hey, I like we have a place to do this. We can do this if you come down to the St. George house. I was like, cool. So we drove up, packed everything in my truck, like everything, <laughs> so much crap. Um, and we start, we drove up there. And so we did... A colored fire tornado. Yeah. Okay. We attempted to do it out in the desert. Now, the issue was the atmospheric winds. Yeah. The desert loves to be windy. That's what deserts do. That They <laughs> blow wind around in sand in your face like yes. no other. And I mean, you you probably understand this very well. Yes. So I'm going to try to like hodgepodge this one. Okay. okay Here's okay. my understanding of how this works. Okay. It's my understanding. The desert is like because there's no foliage, right? It's yes. not absorbing any of the UV light. Hence, it's not really absorbing a lot of light like how it would if like there were trees yep. or any type of you know greenery. 
So when the ground gets hot, that hot air rises, and then eventually that hot air has to fall. And when it falls, it's basically doing this, you know, somewhere near where it's also heating up because it's the desert. So it's like incredibly windy because of that falling air. Yeah, you got a lot of, yeah, you did. You did a really good job. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of sinkage of the oh. cold air or the oh. hot, like when it all circulates because it's unstable. I see. And also there's nothing to slow down the wind like you talked oh, about. Yeah, there's, there's no, no trees. Break. Yeah, there's nothing to cause mm. friction. So got it. the wind can just rip on through and just keep the ripping. The wind <laughs> just does what the wind does. Yeah, you can't stop her. She is a force of nature. Uh, yeah, you and a, a force she is. <laughs> So we were doing this video out in the desert and we had yeah. generators and we were we had all the fans in the circle, you know, we were gonna do the whole thing, do a seance. You're so you know? excited. I was so yep. excited. I was like, Yeah, yeah, fire tornadoes gonna be yeah. the whole goal was like height. You know what I mean? We're trying yes. to get tall. Yeah. Like that's like so a fire it feels like like what makes a good tornado? It's a column, it's yep. wide, it goes high. They're, they're only like two or three miles wide. Well, that's a, there's a real tornado. I'm talking about fire tornado. Okay, well those yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. we're not making a real tornado. <laughs> So anyways, we're out of St. George. We're trying to make this fire tornado work. It's incredibly windy. It's not happening. We're just like literally just like throwing yes. methanol oh, and methanol. gas and just yeah. like everything like into a like a fire pit. <laughs> it's swirling kind of. It looks really and cool. And the wind is just ripping on through. Ripping. Just <laughs> ripping hard. But it looked helping. really cool. It looked really cool because we'd mixed so much um, uh, uh, lithium yes. and boric acid. Um, Which gives it green. So it was like this like, green, blue, pink. Like It was very, it was like peacock. And then it was because we of love fire. It. Yeah, it was yeah. like in slow motion. It looked really cool. In fact, one of the most few videos I have on TikTok is called um, Different Colored Fire Tornadoes. Oh. And it just cuts to this fun song. Yeah. And it just shows three different colored fire tornadoes from that shoot. We love that. And it's really dank. I, I remember watching it on your TikTok. Oh, I f- awesome. I'm friends with you. on. Well, actually, I follow you on That's TikTok. Right. Do you follow on TikTok? I follow you back. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so cool. Duh. Hello. <laughs> I actually, I have like a thing, like I really like to follow people that I meet in person. Oh, okay. So I don't follow in random accounts. Ah, I just take it back. There are some comedy people that I follow. I yeah. just really like their stuff. So ultimately, they didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. So that was the point of the story. Like, it just didn't work out. Okay. So because it didn't work out, I was like, not that I was bummed or whatever, but like um, the cadence of TKOR, um, <laughs> they're just cranking them out. That was with Mish. The Mish was like, make them 15, 20, 12 to... 15 minutes. 15 minutes long. Yeah. Just like crank them out. So like it didn't even work and they were just like, whatever, let's just do it. And so like we also then, because it was a good collab, we were like, all right, we're going to make one too. Sure. I don't know if I would have released that video truthfully because yeah. it just didn't work as well as I wanted it to and I'm like kind of a perfectionist. So years later. No. What? <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> so years later. Years. Okay. Um, I really wanted to do this and I felt like I had also done enough like... Um, fire tornado-y things. Sure, sure. Uh, and I really wanted to redo this one, but I wanted to make a device that would like help make the spiral and the fire tornado better. I like it. So I engineered a device that instead of having like any lip, you know, around it to like yeah. sort of guard the spinning flame. It's yeah. just Ours has like, always been in like a pan. Yeah. It has an edge. But it's a really tall pan. Yeah. It's, it's more like the one of those, like a bucket that you go like bobbing for buckets in. Yeah. Like for apples, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, the the lip though is like really tall. You know, yeah. it's almost like a side. So mm-hmm. by lowering that, I speculate that as such that we'll get more rotation. Yep. So we'll get a taller fire tornado. Now, the way these things work mm-hmm. is that essentially if you just have a regular fire, 
um, you have combustible stuff. Let's just call it combustible gas in our case, right? Yep. So you have the fire and then the gas and then the combustible exhaust. All that is rising as the fire is, you know, yep. Yep. doing its thing and heating the air around Heat it. Heat rises. Heat rises. And so what's happening there, though, is like it's sucking air in, but it's kind of doing it from all like sides yeah. of the fire. It's like... And then it's heating up and it's rising and then it's like cooling and then it's like falling, right? Yeah. But when you introduce a spiral, it gets okay, things wild. change. Yeah. So the vortex essentially creates a vacuum yep. on the inside. And so it's kind of like sucking the fire up. But what it's also doing is as it's like twisting, it's sucking up the cooler air that's at the bottom yeah. and that's fueling this process. And so then it just continues to spiral and there's more fire and more cool stuff. And then when you yeah. add colors to it, it looks crazy. Awesome. It looks crazy cool. It crazy is really cool. crazy cool. And what's crazy cool is that like fire tornadoes actually do happen. They're called um, fire tornadoes and fire whirls. Oh, yeah. So, there is a difference. Yes. I learned about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a difference, but they exist in nature. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's forest fires, essentially. Yes. Yeah. And like, because the- there's such an intense amount of heat coming off those forest fires that the air has to go somewhere so it escapes up very rapidly, oh. causing that suction of air to come in that's like cooler. And so you get this like rising, sinking, and like incredible. And there's no actual, t- correct me wrong here, there's no like, difference between a fire tornado and a real tornado like they function similarly yes obviously one comes from a different weather pattern there's no fire involved but like it's still a tornado like the the strength of the wind can still be there's still an intense updraft and that's what causes i think you can get with the fire tornado something Mm -hmm. like that it's like what is that 99 mile an hour wind something like that Uh, 89 90 yeah somewhere somewhere around there there. it's crazy anything that's that's categorized that becomes a tornado of any kind that gets any kind of rating is intense. Yeah. It's like run for the shelter. Yes. Don't be please. <laughs> please don't be your dad from the Midwest standing out there. That's me. Look at it coming. Mowing the grass. Man, she ain't coming. <laughs> Who's going to mow this grass? <laughs> Has to be you. <laughs> Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. I feel like one day I will probably eventually end up back into the Midwest. Like I spend a lot yeah. of time out here. I actually do spend a lot of time in the Midwest, to be honest. Like I'm yeah. actually back a lot. Um, so I kind of split my time between Ohio and California. But I think eventually I'm going to spend more and more and more time in Ohio. In Ohio. I dig that. I just like, I don't know. I just really like, I like a lot of things about Ohio. I feel that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel about like North Carolina. Yeah. Like, I'd love to get back to North Carolina eventually. Yeah. Um, But, you know. It's just like what we do now is just not available. I mean, I guess it could be available. Lewis yeah. Weiss is yeah. there. Yeah. He's in close. He's in Ohio. Right now. He's in my yeah. hometown doing it, crushing it. He's killing it. So, but he travels a lot. For he has to travel video. outside the city to get and film what he needs to do. And so, yeah. So, we've just set, a, set up shop here. I guess it's like you kind of do it, too, you know, you could do it one of two ways. Yeah. You could 
set up where the the barrier for entry may be lower, meaning like the cost of living sure. and the, the time, energy, and effort and expense to live in a big city like LA costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so they're like you're, you're gradual. But then like the teeter totter of, of being in a place like LA is that there's so many other opportunities with other creators. So there's you can so much. You, you can, can get, get so other, plugged in. Yeah. And, and like, because it's like, yes, we just went through COVID and there's like, everything's remote and you can be anywhere and sure. do anything. Da, 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 but like the industry still, still is here. Yeah. So if you're going to be a science creator, but you're going to be plugged into like social media stuff. Yeah. That economy happens here. faster here still. Yeah. For Even sure. Even in New York. Oh yeah. Like any major city. Like, for sure. You 100%. have to be in. Yeah, yeah. To like do the things that you want to do. 100%. In media. I mean, like science is like a little bit different, just because like you need you need space. And, oh like, yeah, you need to like do stuff. You need to and, expand like, your horizon. I mean, think about this: like you know, Destin's from Smarter Every Day. He's yeah. not, you know, he's like yep. Alabama. I think he's in Alabama, right? Alabama. Um, Mark Rober, Northern California, but like further lots out. Of land. Lots. I mean, he films lots with this space. like space apparently. Like yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like um, I don't. LA is difficult, but then there are, there are, there's like definitely advantages to being oh, for here sure. too for sure and so yeah we've like carved it. out this little space here in la i love it yeah. i love it here it's fantastic <laughs> it's pretty cool i want to move in i'm gonna live i'm gonna here. S- i'm gonna sleep in the science factory this is my bed the work bed do you like firm mattresses because we've got one it's, it's wood <laughs> it's a single bed okay you're gonna like You'll it. You'll be fine. It's also elevated. It's about four feet tall. You're great. Yeah. It's like also, as tall as me. Honestly, this garage though is incredibly insulated. There's no like mice or anything. Oh wow. Yeah. Done a really good job. I mean, they would nosing. die if they came in here because of the chemicals, but Yeah. Well, they're locked in a little cabinet over there. Yeah. But, you know, oh yeah. Well, might... at least yours are locked away. Yeah, that's true. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have you been up to? So I've got another not funny story, but it could be interesting. Woo! We love those. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. I'm a rock hound. Rock hounds are like we it's people that like to go mining for different things. Okay. So it used to be gold. We'd go gold mining a lot yeah. here. Um in the East Fork in Azusa, East Fork of the San Gabriel River. Um and then I like, you know, you get interested in like how these things work. To me, it's like a game, right? You're like sleuthing for the thing. Sure. So you have to understand how the geology works because yeah. you have to know where you're looking. Like you can't just throw your shovel in and YOLO. It's like not how that works. YOLO. I mean you could. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's really, it's like much better. Like once you become like a sniper of that sure. gem, yeah. you know what to look for because you know what geological types of Things. essentially, yeah, like environments you're really looking yeah. for. So like you would enhance your chances of finding mineral X and sort of, you know, yeah. pl- place Y or whatever. So um, the, a lot of people like doing this, you know, but there's not a ton of people. Okay? Sure. However, us rock hounds, we like to do lots of different gems, right? So like diamonds and crystals and that's so cool. emeralds and sunstones and whatever. Yeah. Fossils, you know, anything you can kind of yeah. dig. You know, like it's like it's that whole thing. So I've now gone to a bunch of different mines. I've gone to the diamond mine in Arkansas. Okay. I've gone to a crystal mine in Arkansas. Done fossil stuff in Ohio. We love that. Sunstone mining in Oregon. Gold mining here in California slash Los Angeles. California. Um, we've done a couple other like geode stuff around, down around okay. here. Now, one of the most interesting, I think, that I found on the internet, so you know it's true. On the interweb. <laughs> was I looked up, um, there's opal mining 
And now, oh. now here's why opal mining specifically, I think, is so interesting. Okay. okay. So opals are actually different everywhere. So you have rock opal, you have older opal um, in Australia, you've got Ethiopian opal, which is hydrophane, which means it takes on a lot of water. Like opals, all very different. Wow. So the the matrix that opal that opal is in, which usually means like the type of, it's technically not a rock. That's the other thing. It's a mineraloid. Well, it has to be because opal is a very finicky stone. Yes. Like so, it is one that like my mom has told us like any kind of jewelry that is opal, it has to be taken care of. Yes. It is not one that you can just like no. wear. It y- is a. Yes. It's not like a diamond. No, it is delicate. It's like delicate. it is. On the Mohs hardness scale, I think it's a four. Okay. Are you familiar with the Mohs hardness scale? Not like a diamond's like. Ten. Yeah, the hardest. So one to ten. So I believe quartz or like, no, like uh, like sandstones, like a one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. We learned about this in like geology. M-O-H-S, I think. Yeah. I just like opal because it's so dynamic. So here's another thing too, is that like most stones you look for, you look for the purest, the best, the mo- has the least flaws, oh. flawless diamond, right? It yes, has like no flaws. Yes. So it's perfectly clear. I think that's like, actually, I'm going to, this is kind of like a, an analogy to humans. Okay. That'd be like the perfect person. I think that's kind of boring. Sure. Right? So like all the flaws and all the things and all the flares. This is Nick Yuhaz's hot take for the day. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We always have a hot take in the podcast, so this is your hot take. Excellent. Perfect take. humans are boring and we don't boring. want them. Okay. It's just boring. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, all right, it's like, like what is more interesting? You ready? Uh, what one tone? Or like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's got to be number two, people. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> I had no idea what just happened. I was like, what is happening? How about this tone? <laughs> we don't like that. It's like no. incredibly annoying. So it's like, you know, you have one tone. It's like peaks and valleys is what makes it. So here's here I'm getting to the opals. Okay, okay. okay. Opals are like the gem of it. What makes it more valuable is uh-huh. like what's called fire. So it's like the play of color. And oh. how the play of color looks and what the matrix is, is it a black opal? Or is it a clear opal? Is it a Root beer is a sort of another like mineral that's dissolved in the silica matrix that like gives it that color. And so opals are rewarded for being different. And I'm like, yo, that's the coolest thing we ever. We love opal. Like honestly, I even named my dog opal. I was about to say. <laughs> like, how, how good is that? So like, I just love and opals. opal is cool. Opal's awesome. She's such a cool she, dog. She's an Australian cattle mix, which is why she got the name opal. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. also born in October so. Anyhow, so fits. yeah, perfectly. So I go on the internet, right, and I search for opal mining. Actually, there's this, there's a, there's a site for rockhounds, and it okay. says all the different fee digging places that you can go to. The what? Fee digging. Fee digging. So fee digging is you pay a fee, okay, and you have access to a mine. Wow. And then you can go and so sometimes are there a lot? There's quite a bit, quite a bit. Around, like more than you would. Like, yeah, like expect. more than you would think. Okay. Yeah, like open like source meaning like you could find them and like it doesn't stop there like you could go to some random mine and you could also just be like yo can i pay you to like dig dig like if you have a claim like sure. you could just be like hey yo can i like pay you a couple hundred bucks or whatever sure. like see what i find yeah so i mean that's a possibility so anyhow, so this is not like when i grew up and i was just like panning i, I mean maybe <laughs> it's similar it's similar maybe because okay. like for the east fork like where we go gold mining there's no you don't pay anything you just go. You just go. Oh, we paid to go to these gym places to mine. Going, so, okay. Up. So, like, when you pay, that's, like, fine, right? Because it's like part of the sport, right? Yeah. So, there's a place up in northern Nevada called okay. the Royal Peacock Mine. And Royal Peacock Mine. So far away. It's, like, 16 hours of drive. So far away. You drove all the way there? It's actually... I did. In a, in a Jetta. <laughs> Straight up, guys. 
A Jetta. So a Jetta. Yeah, I love Do that car. By the way, Jetta GLI. Still? Oh my god. Yeah, they're so nice. So <laughs> I drive all the way up there. I camp. It's actually in this place called the Virgin Valley, and it's considered the most remote place in all of the lower 48 states. I believe it. I saw your Instagram post that you put up and I was like, nothing out there. There is nothing but your own thoughts and the stars out there. And opals. And, and opals. Yep. So here's a little geological sort of history of this area. Hit me with it. So volcanic area, Virgin Valley. Okay. There's a lake. Um, there's a volcanic eruption, kind of like one of those blasts, you know yeah. what I mean? It pushes a bunch of the trees and all the vegetation into this lake. Okay. That lake, they fall to the bottom where the clay is. Yep. Okay. Then there's an ash boom. Okay. So then there's like, uh, the, the layers like this, like ash. Yep. And then clay. And then there's like- Trees. Trees in there. So slowly over time, the water percolates. Yep. Okay. The Separates lake, out. The lake actually drains from another earthquake, right? Or, or an earthquake. <laughs> This land really went through some stuff. Yeah, bro. It talks a lot to the therapist about... <laughs> Everything it's been through. And it's a virgin. Okay, oh, so... Bless its heart. <laughs> it's been through a lot, guys. A lot. Dramatic. So and rough. So that over, you know, like millions of years, yeah. right? This this water is percolating over top of the, the silica. And it's essentially like it's replacing the wood now with silica... And if that happens long enough and, and specifically like, you know, dense enough, uh-huh. it creates an opal. So a lot of this opal is huh. like in petrified, petrified wood or silicaized wood, or it replaces the wood entirely. And it's like a chunk of opal that is like in the shape of a piece of wood. Incredibly rare. That's wild. Yeah. So the only downside is, is that this opal is actually very fragile and only 3% is gem quality. Oh. Okay. So I love this so much, by the way, my experience at the Royal Peacock Mine that I actually went back the following year to go to another one, another mine up there. Okay? okay. And when I did, they told me I couldn't film. They told me that I could not film there. And I was like very perturbed by this because I just drove 16 hours. Yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, but what? I literally came up here to do this. Yeah. So they were like, nah. So I was like, well, there's other mines here. So I started driving around and I went and I stumbled upon the Bonanza Opal Mine. Bonanza. And the Bonanza Opal Mine, I told my story. I told them how much I love it. And they said, well, dude, if you love opals that much, you can actually buy into this mine and it's, it's an incorporated mine and you can be a shareholder of this mine and you can literally mine as much as you want during open season oh my gosh so now i'm like i'm a member of the bonanza mine i spent a couple thousand bucks sure to get in and now i'm an owner of a piece of an opal mine that is so cool. Yeah, that's the Bonanza Opal Mine. So I've gone now like three years. <laughs> is in your a row. name on a plaque? It is actually. <laughs> Did you see the plaque when you were inside? <laughs> yeah, I saw it right okay, there good. on the wall. Yeah, because it's definitely there. Because <laughs> it's like it's like old school like stock. You know, it's like you oh. own one hundred shares of this. That's da-da-da. amazing. Obviously, it's all electronic now. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. But like, yeah. So like, I have a plaque that has like it says like you own one share of the mine. So that's amazing. what that allows you to do is it allows you to do what's called bank digging. Okay. So there's like about a 10 foot layer. That's like the most optimal for these opals that are like fire. Okay. Like have fire. In them. And so we have an excavator up there and some bulldozers. And so it's like a team of people that basically like work the mine and like gotcha. you know, get it to where people can recreational dig. There's not very many of us. There's maybe like, a, there's like four or five of us at a time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so we're up there and you have to get MSHA certified. So Mine Health Safety Association. 
Sure. Um, so I had to be certified to actually be a part of this mine because you can't just willy-nilly go up there. Right. Um, it's a true active open pit mine. Oh, so wow. So it's regulated, you know what I mean, by the government. The government yeah. regulates it. So like I had to like go through, get my cert. So you had to learn how to use the bird so that the bird dies. That's right. How to get out. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was the whole course. <laughs> um, but you can yeah. tell what I paid attention to in school. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. It was a lot of like really scary training videos. It was like people like putting their hands in like machinery they shouldn't getting like sure. sucked in. It was like terrifying. Um, but yeah, I learned all about like all the minor safety stuff. Wow. Um, so yeah, like I'm a full on real like throw the car hearts on and go mining. <laughs> throw the car hearts on and go mining. So I do. So I just got back from the open mine. That's so cool. Also, just go back from Bermuda. Yeah, dude. I am so jealous of the, not even adventures, but the things that you get to experience. It's pretty awesome. Like, this, I just want to be you one day. You are me I'm right not. now. I'm not. I mean, You're just yes, younger I am, by about like, like 10 years. <laughs> I know, but I just like, I just want to be like there. I just want to do the things and experience and talk and no. teach and like you, you, do. Okay, you'll get there. I know you'll get there. Ugh. You're going to be like a nice fire opal, which is like layers of silica molecules. Okay. With like little deviations. And the silica molecules in this analogy are the different experiences. And then you're going to be a bright, bright fire opal. Yeah. From the Virgin Valley. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all heard it here. You're going to be bright uh, fire opals. Yeah, you guys did. That's what's up. But <laughs> yeah, so this Bermuda thing though, there's a new sport. It's called uh, well, it's not new totally, but there's a new league. I guess you say. Okay. it's called Sail GP. GP stands for Grand Prix, and it's racing catamarans. So two haul ships. That sounds so insane. So I'm insane. Sorry. And they harness the power of the wind. They go like 60 miles an hour. That's wicked on water so sick and they actually got me on one of them as the sixth man on the usa team um and they had to train me for like disaster preparation yeah so like your your life vest also has like uh, emergency oxygen on it oh wow and so like the training though is like really intense like they have you run on uh -huh. a pier and then they tackle you at a random time and shove your head underwater to replicate what happens when the catamarans capsize yeah they capsize forward and sideways and it happens at like at 50 miles Sick, an hour. Yeah. So like your 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 safety line holds you to the thing, but you could be underwater. So like the thing that's like supposed to keep you safe is like literally holding you underwater. Literally. Yeah. And so that you have to be able to like like scuba diving, like pull it and like shove it in your yeah. mouth and then like breathe. And so like, yeah, you go through this like really intense training just to, just to ride around on it. <laughs> just, to, just to go for a ride. Yeah. Now the other side of it though, then is like you go out to watch the race. You also on a get to boat. go to Bermuda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this like super duper like awesome bougie experience. It's like it's like exactly what you think of when you think of like going to the Hamptons and like going out on the sailboat. Yeah. That's right, Margaret. Get on the <laughs> sailboat and we can watch the other boats race. How is the portfolio doing? <laughs> Tom just got back from boarding school where he got all A's. Princeton's early acceptance. <laughs> that like that's the crowd. And like no hate. I loved it. I loved it, guy. I like literally loved it. Being around those people was so awesome because that's like an experience of like I'm not super tuned in, plugged into that sure. world. Sure, it's a it's a foreign world where like your world is foreign to them as well. Hundred percent, and it was just so neat. I learned so much. I met a lot of like people that were like very high up at different companies and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like sailing is kind of an expensive sport, and this is like it's very expensive. Tours, you know, but you can always watch it on. You know, you don't have to be rich to watch stuff. Like right, but I'm just saying yeah. like. The, the in-person tickets are like were relatively expensive. Yeah. Um, well, it's like watching or like going to the Monte Carlo race. Yeah, yeah, same thing. It's like F1. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. So it's You're like, going to spend money to watch that yes, race. Yes, exactly. And like it's worth it 
yes. it was totally worth it. I would have I would have actually spent the money myself too. Um, but like, did it just, it was a great experience That's and so I got to be awesome. in Bermuda. Yeah. So yeah. got to experience Bermuda. Actually, we went to the Bermuda zoo. Oh, did, um, were there we got weird creatures there? Experience to go to the Bermuda zoo. Was this like I, in the triangle? Yeah, I was in the triangle. Uh, by the way, I was on the triangle on Friday the 13th during a full moon. And you're still here? Well, we think we're here. This could be the ghost. I could be a ghost. And I could be too. <laughs> Yo, like honestly, so one of the perks of, this is why COVID was actually very hard. I don't want to get back into like talking about COVID. I'm sure we have tons of COVID <laughs> talk. PTSD. <laughs> but like one of the big perks of being in the influencer space or yeah. specifically the science influencer space, I guess any influencer space, is that like the opportunities that you get to go do things that you're interested in or want to be around people and like the social events. Like I just went to the Jurassic uh, Dom- uh, World Dominion yeah premiere and like you know that was something that just wasn't happening during covid but like one of the perks in fact one of the like it's a, it's almost like it's like a huge chunk of you know being an influencer is actually or an influencer creator whatever you want to call it like you know we make content kind of this like incredibly unrewarding job it's like hard you're not wrong it's really hard to be on that grind forever it's a not it's a it's a forever grind and so, like, so the, the reward, I would say, like a good portion of that is like the variety of experiences that you get through this process. Taking or, a step back and just yeah. being like, ah, that was unique. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. did that. And so like Bermuda and the Opal Mine, like yeah. these are all things now that are like available again. And like, I'm just so happy, yeah. so yeah. happy, so fulfilled. Yeah. Something that cool that we did today that I want to talk briefly about uh, is that we played with some batteries yeah for this fire tornado <laughs> so i shall explain okay yes a please so inside lithium batteries is lithium ha who ha, ha, ha. <laughs> what if i was like cadmium batteries we think <laughs> yeah. it's batteries cobalt and you're like, ah. <laughs> which there might actually be somewhere in there um but yeah so lithium so one of the ways to color fire easily is to dissolve boric acid for boron or lithium metal um yeah straight into methanol and one of the best ways of doing this is uh the lithium that comes out of batteries not because it's special lithium or anything it's straight up lithium it's just that it's already like very thinly pressed it's kind of like um like aluminum foil it's kind of like lithium foil what it feels like yeah it's very thin yeah and so it dissolves really well it's just a ton of surface area and so like it's just really great for this particular thing if you want to create this like very vibrant pink colored for sure. fire yeah so yeah so we spent some time today since we're making a giant <laughs> fire tornado gigantic we needed a lot of lithium and so yeah. i think we went through like nine batteries we did and only one of them caught fire two tech but like i mean one spit <laughs> sparks at us <laughs> yeah the other one legit caught on fire and like like definitely put like a little hole in the little but the one you definitely karened oh my gosh yeah so, <laughs> so like... one was starting and i just took the pliers and it was like uh-uh not today karen <laughs> <laughs> not today you will not be cutting me in line he just like clamped it down and was like you're not going anywhere <laughs> I, I straight up asked to talk to the manager you did okay and i was like not today sorry karen if you're listening so like a lot of this lithium like there's moisture in the air and yeah. there's so much moisture in the air sometimes that um the lithium can literally just catch on fire in the open air and that's exactly what happened so like i'd opened up the battery and there was a piece of it that must have been exposed enough to, to moisture to moisture and it just caught on fire and it burns <laughs> this really cool vibrant pink color yeah um it was like 
like pink and green. Yeah. It was all kinds of special when it was just doing its thing, exploding. But also one of the sort of like the crazy things is, is that um, lithium, it's it's not like a, a chemical fire or like right. it's its own classification of metals. So like when metals burn yeah. by themselves, um, it requires a special fire, fire extinguisher. Because we so, couldn't have poured water on it because no, that just would have activated even more. Like, it it's like a grease blown fire. Blown up. Yeah. Like literally blown yeah, up. Literally. Like, oh, put that out. Yeah. I think the funniest part was Nick tried to grab a glove to like put it out because he knew he couldn't use water. But like, <laughs> I figured I could like smother it or smear it, you know? You really tried. I tried hard. I burnt the glove. But, <laughs> you know, it was A for effort. I give it an A plus. Yeah, it was pretty It good. was a great experience to watch a battery blow up. Yeah. Also, don't try that at home. Please don't. Not endorsing you guys no. opening batteries. The reason why, too, is like there's a safety mechanism in the batteries. And so like if you do it too quickly, the batteries will swell and explode. Yeah. And the stuff inside of it, by the way, is like incredibly toxic. We were wearing gas masks that, that are behind us um, on have the a, wall that have a filter on them specifically for like organics and for yeah. other things that are in there. So like, uh, we took it very seriously. Um, and so I would we had eye protection, yeah, masks, gloves, gloves, yeah. Like I couldn't even smell what was inside of it. I couldn't all. either. Yeah. All um, I could, I mean, we even like had a baggie to put all the stuff in that was yeah. causing the smell. Like we took it very seriously. So yeah. don't cut open a battery for fun. No. Um, not worth it. Yeah. It was definitely sketchy. Unless you're with me in the science factory. <laughs> yeah. It, unless you're here. I don't even think I'll ever cut open a battery on my own. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, now you know I, how. I, I mean, yeah. At least I know how now. Actually, awesome. you know what's something I realized is that I, mean, I never met in person. No. So... <laughs> I tried to explain this like as I was like picking up from the airport to some other people like part of the team. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, like what have you guys done? And I was like, I, I nothing. I guess we zoomed. We once we have chatted on Instagram twice. via <laughs> yeah. the DMs. But I feel like I know you so well through like video conference that like Oh yeah. When I meeting you in person actually was like just the HDR version, yeah. you know? I was like, oh. This is me. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought about too. It was so funny because I was talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like, wait. You've never met this yeah, guy. Yeah, you're, you're going to LA. <laughs> You've to never like, met him in person. He's going to catfish you. I know, right? He's going to be like 400 pounds and be like, <laughs> right? this is a science factor. Yeah, but like, it was just funny because I was kind of like so excited about it um, because it does feel like a big moment. It feels like a really awesome moment, especially for me and for T-Core and all the hard work that um, we've been putting in on our side. So I'm like super honored to be here. And Hell yeah. Like, well, super we're super grateful. duper happy to have you. Also... Just to remind you, you donated all the fans. I did. So like this experiment's like a true collaboration here because yeah. like I made the device, I rented the location, but you're providing the fans. Yeah, I brought all the fans. Yeah, and like you're helping put this whole thing together. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, this is like, it's like a, a great collab. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot and it's really fun seeing someone else's creative process. Like the, that is like truly the coolest piece. Yeah. Is because every creator does something different. Totally. And it has weird. a different process. And it's like a system that when you're like you're there, like you realize like you're just kind of a part of their system all of a sudden. Yeah. Like so when Nate and Callie did, when we did that thing, like yeah. you guys have this whole thing where yep. like you sync audio and it's this whole thing. And I was just like and I just was in the flow of it all and I was like, Whoa, this is so different. It's like yeah. being in a foreign country, right? So yeah. it's like being in a foreign country is like they still have cars, but they're all different. Yes. They still have electricity, but the plugins are all different. You yeah. Know what I mean, like they have the same food, but it's a little bit different. It's just you know a I mean? little like, spicy or something. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like being in a foreign country to watch other people's creative process. Yeah. It's all the same stuff, but it's totally different. 
But it's also really cool because you can take things away and yeah. like reapply it to your process. Also, I feel like there's a lot of triangulation, meaning yeah. you go, oh, I do that too. That must be right then. Yeah. Or you like know? it's like a sign. It, like, it's reassuring. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Like when you Nick was taking thumbnails today for Snapchat and it yeah. was just funny watching his team work because they're like, yeah, maybe just like do this with your arm or like don't hold it like that it's not how you throw a boomerang who holds a boomerang like no one throws a boomerang like that hold it like you i was holding like this but it was like yeah it's like but it was just it was just a funny moment for me because i was like oh someone i look up to so much literally takes thumbnails the same way i do where it's like nothing really makes sense but we're gonna keep taking a bunch of pictures and eventually something's gonna stick it's like chaos and you just do a ton 10 of them yes and then we still photoshop them oh every single one has to be photoshopped yeah yeah, you can't like, just throw up a raw image that won't get any likes. I was gripping. I, I'll be honest. I was gripping that boomerang, like how how like the cringe videos grip an ice cream cone. Yes. How they grab the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no one holds a boomerang like that, dude. No one does that. <laughs> but for, it was great. But for demo purposes only, it was good. It was fine. It looked great. No one's going to notice. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. No one's going to know we're sitting in a garage right now. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of great. garage. I'm just going to go ahead and mark this now here. I'm just going to say this out. Okay, so we're in the garage now. This is the first iteration of the Science Factory. But I would like to say, I'm putting this out there because um, it's like, this is this is the vibrational energy level that we are on right now. Mm, I love that. Um, Literally love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get into harmonic, uh, like that that harmonic um, with this, this this statement here. Okay. So we're, we're basically what we're doing right now is like we're collecting the funds and we're positioning the funds. Uh-huh. Um, we're leveraging another business that I have in order to, which is rental properties, by the way. Yeah. So it's like, it's like makes sense to buy another rental property that rental property will be here in LA which will be a warehouse type setting sure in order to expand the science factory beyond my garage which will be so sick which will be so sick so sick because I feel like LA is hungry for like this like center for this place for people to do yeah like dude we've done a lot of crazy stuff here okay <laughs> your backyard's seen a lot we've done a lot of stuff here. so much stuff so much stuff and like What's really cool about LA is like we bring out a lot of creators, there's a lot of like vloggers yeah. and stuff, and they get to experience science for the first time. Which I think is so cool. So rewarding, also, by the way. I'm sure. And so I feel like we're gonna do that, but we're just gonna like amp that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if that was like the... Well, now you have a super dope place for them to come visit and get yeah. their hands on stuff and exactly. it's gonna look good, it's gonna yeah. feel good, it's gonna feel inviting. Cause I think that is that is the biggest piece. Yeah. Is sometimes science is so uninviting to people True. that aren't educated in the space that it feels intimidating. I, I agree with that. Like no one wants to show up at a lab and be like, don't touch that and they've ruined the thing. Exactly. No, like when I even when I walked in here and even when I walk into the T Core space and I invite people in, I just make it pretty much like a free for all. Like I don't want them to like fully free for all, but it's on you fire. Know. What yeah. happened? <laughs> I don't what know. Happened? You just fired and it was fine. <laughs> but I think it's super cool to have an inviting space where someone can walk in and they feel okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's the idea is like we want to open up that space to like non science creators in yeah. order to like sort of like really hyper turbocharge the amount for of collabs sure. that we do. Um, and we also want to get like other people in there. And like the concept is like uh, all boats rise kind of deal. Oh, right? yeah. So like there's other science creators that are here in LA that maybe don't have a space even like this. Yeah. That's literally a corner. It's just a corner of a garage. Yeah. And so like your first spot was a parking spot. It was. 
like that that grant came out to yes. actually so the first science factory <laughs> the first lab so when i first moved to la i lived in an apartment an apartment uh-huh. building right and it had 12 units and so the only like creator space other than the actual apartment itself yeah. which was like hard to have power tools in all right <laughs> it's like tiny <laughs> sure was where i parked my jetta which i loved <laughs> Okay. The Jetta. But above above where like the, the nose of the car went was like a storage unit. Uh-huh. And that's where I shoved all my power tools. Yeah. So you'd have to park, you'd have to like take the car out. And so then where the car was parked was like whatever, like a 15 by eight foot. A parking spot. A par- I'm, I'm describing uh, a parking spot. You were literally trying to describe a parking spot. And that's where we started making stuff. Yeah. And then after that, like the, the next evolution of that was we had a friend who lived out in Glendale, which is about 45 minutes from, from where I was at okay. the time. And they would allow us to set up in their backyard. Okay. But it was kind of like a frat house. It was like a really gross house. Like really and I was a part of a fraternity house by the way. Okay. But like oh, I, was what a, were I, was you? A, I was a Delta. I was a Delta 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 Delta. Oh, okay. And so like our 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 like house is really nice. Uh-huh. Okay. So but like this house that I was filming at was like what you would see on the movies. All right. Like just disgusting. But they were really nice. And they let me sure. film in there for free, sure. right? As a creative space. Yeah. But the problem was that like we had to pack everything up in the Jetta. Yeah. And then take everything back. Yeah. In the Jetta. And so, so like it's forty five minutes there, forty five minutes back. Yes. So like you can imagine and we were doing this in the summer a lot of the times. Ugh. So it's like a hundred degrees out there. Yeah. And so like, you could only shoot what you could set up in the day. So there right. was no multi day builds. Like nothing could like stay the same. So if you look at a lot of my really early content, it's all like stuff you could do in a day. Because like, literally that's all we had. We had a day. Yeah. You had a day to do everything <laughs> you day. needed to do. Like actually a couple hours. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, um, and like we didn't have a bench or anything. We just had like these like cheap plastic benches with like a piece of wood. Because one time we did leave something overnight that oh, didn't no. work. And they had a party. So we came back and there was like beer cans and like oh, stuff no. was missing and like it was just a disaster. So it like was so bad. It was so disaster. So then five years ago I moved into this place. And uh-huh. this was sort of the and it didn't look like this. This was actually relatively recent with all the, the pegboard and stuff. I dig it. Um it just was this like kind of dark, gross garage with like sure. a YouTube play button just like kind of in the background. We love that. And then, <laughs> and then as we got more projects, it became a little more professional. Yeah. Like now with the you know with us with TikTok it was like we just we feel like we have the runway now to like invest sure. a lot more, and then the next evolutionary step out of that is um and, and again I'm just vibrating on this right sure yeah I'm like vibing on this if we you love will. this and this is putting this out there because this is the track that we're going I'm very so confident you have in this to time. you have to throw it out into the universe to make it happen is that I feel like I've collected so much information okay yes. in this space over time like from very simple builds to very complicated things to just just how thumbnails were all the stuff right yeah and so what i want to do is i really want to build this space out with other creators so i want to like have like people who are maybe not even creators yet yeah like don't even exist yet yeah but we build out shows with them and we become this like literal science factory well, that was me that was you that I, was you yeah i wasn't anything i got an instagram dm wow 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 they slid in your dms yes that's how this started yes Dang. Like literally got in DM because I posted something on my pageant page that was STEM related. Oh, that's dope. That's great. Yeah. Like, See, that's again, vibration. You put it out there. Yeah, uh-huh. it it happens. Like there are creators out there. I wasn't even a creator. Yeah. And yeah. And they were like, no, but you have so much potential. Yeah. So they saw that. They brought me in. Here I am. I'm learning every day. Yes. And like, I think that's incredible that you want to share everything yeah. that you've learned because even... 
me working with you the literal literal 12 hours that i've been here <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah. 12 hours oh, sorry, you got here today i forgot yeah. about it yeah <laughs> it's been a long day yeah <laughs> like i learned how to cut batteries i oh. learned how to like make my production better and like those are things that if you can share those with the world in like a very kind and caring way then like who wouldn't want to be a part of the science yeah. factory and like that's the thing is like we want to like i guess what it like is is like i have all this knowledge yeah and i want to apply that knowledge somewhere and like i want older me to find younger me yep. and give him that job yeah and just literally take a lot of like a lot of the learning that I already did, I right. can expedite that process so we could get better creative products yep. out of people that already have that like really earnest, eager, like they, they have the desire to yeah. do this, but they just don't have the structure. Yeah. So the Science Factory is going to provide the structure then. That's the hardest part is the structure. For those people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm so stoked about it. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Hopefully I can do another podcast in the Science Factory 2.0. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, we will for sure be inviting <laughs> people down there. hundred percent. Yeah. It's going to be rad. I'm super stoked. Well, Nick, thank you it's so late. much. I know it is late. It's like 10 and we still have Obi-Wan Kenobi to watch. And I keep doing this. There's and no watch there. you don't have a watch there. I've been doing that too today and I don't have mine on either. And it's, it's because we awkward. had gloves on because of the we were like oh, handling yeah. liquids and stuff. So that makes sense. It's fine, we're fine. Um, but we're gonna go watch Obi-Wan now. Yeah. So <laughs> Oh my god, the force is with us. <laughs> the force is with us all the way through with this fire tornado. It's great. Nick, thank yes. you so much for letting us join you here in the of science course. factory uh, and in LA. It's been great. hundred percent. I hope to be back soon. Oh yeah, it'll be great. Guys, we will be chatting with you next week and we cannot wait to talk about another topic. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be pretty random. Uh, until then, have a great week and spread some happiness. Do it. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.